Hello, welcome to today's immigration tidbit. Have you or someone you have known filed a an employment-based petition, EB1, EB2, or EB3? Now, each of those have specific categories in there, but this particular video is directed to those people who had employers petition them for it and stuff happened okay stuff bad stuff happened the employer went out of business the employer went bankrupt the employer decided not to go forward with the petition the employee didn't want to continue uh you know m variety of different reasons that the employment petition did not end up getting the uh, employee or the future employee the green card so what can you do about this okay well first of all there's a lot of different issues here but the one i'm concerned and and making this particular video on is recapturing of priority dates so what does that mean so let's just use an example let's say that company a you know colgate whatever petitions uh, Joe, uh, you know, through a perm, and let's say for an EB3 petition, or EB2, it doesn't really matter. And let's say that everything goes through with the perm, it gets approved. You know, they have 180 days after to file the I-140 petition, which all, all in all that shows that the employee qualifies for the position. Let's say the I-140 was filed. And let's say that that was approved, Okay. Now, let's say the petition is percolating along and then Colgate says, sorry, we don't need you anymore. Or you get a better offer. Okay, so that petition's gone. That, there's no more EB2 for you. And let's say that to do the perm and to do the I-140 and get the approval and waiting until they said no, let's say five years has passed. So you're thinking, oh my gosh, you're going to have to start over with a completely new company, wait again for the entire entirety of the time, and then, you know, go from there. Part of that is true. You will have to start over again. You're going to have to get a perm. Uh, th there's another issue with porting, okay, um, with porting over to another employer if the adjustment was pending for 180 days but we're not discussing that we're assuming the adjustment was not filed okay so you start over with another perm you get to the i-140 stage again and lo and behold you're like eight years from when you originally filed the first perm well the law says that in this particular case, minus some narrow exceptions, when you file the I-140 on this new employer, um, which basically the employer is the one that really files it, but when the I-140 is filed, that they can mark the proper places in that petition to show that there was a previously filed I-140 petition and that it was approved and it had a priority date of like eight years, five years, whatever it is, 
prior to when that person's filling out the current I-140. And because of that, that means that the priority date of the first I-140, which never led to the green card, can be used so that the person now waiting has just saved about eight years. And in the example I gave, has saved about eight years of time waiting to go forward. And I can tell you that a lot of people from India will be very happy to hear this because they have one of the longest EB2 and EB3 waiting times in the entire planet. Okay, I mean, there are a lot of educated people that come from India that get petitioned, but they have to wait forever. And a lot of them, the employer loses interest, they don't want to continue, and they think they have to start all over from square one. If they know that after the approval of the I-140 that they can recapture their priority date from the original one and save all those extra years of waiting, I think they'd be very pleased to know that. So we'll do more on different subjects, of course, but, but for recapturing of priority dates of EB petitions, employment-based petitions, this is a good one to know. Okay. Shortcast Club.